rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hey, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. We usually meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. <clears throat> Excuse me. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitchers. Stitchers, not sti- Stitcher. Not Stitchers. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. And, yeah, become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin. I heard that Mike Malloy is currently on Bob Kincaid's show. I didn't realize this until right now. So what can I do? You can listen to this show later or after they get off the air. Oh, thank you, Jim. Already he comes into the chat with a super chat. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Jim. (laughs) I mean... I wish I could do something for you. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to think about that. What can we do? What can I give you, Jim? What would you what would you like? Send me your your address, Jim, to contact at republicandirtytricks.com. Maybe I'll send you one of these mugs. What do you think of that? What do you think of this mug? Maybe you'd like something like that. All right, cool. Yes, or you could listen here, as Jim is listening, and go listen to Bob Kincaid and Mike Malloy later on their podcasts. They should have invited me, really. I'm kind of feeling left out right now. Eh, that's my life, right? You always That's why I hate social media. I'm glad I didn't grow up in the age of social media. Whenever I go on social media, sometimes when I'm really feeling depressed, you have to stay away from social media. I don't, I don't want to look because everybody seems to be having such a fabulous life on social media. It's all, everybody's got it together. And I'm kind of looking on the outside like, what the hell? How they, what's their secret? Well, the secret is, I guess, to just post your, post the highlight reels, right? Not what's actually going on. And it must suck for young people who have to grow up in this shit. And then you, to make it doubly worse where you're, let's say you don't get invited to a party and then you see all your friends on social media at a party. It makes you feel bad. No wonder kids are effed up. You know what I mean? You got to feel bad. Hi, Shannon. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Jim. All right. The crew is getting in. It's coming into the room. I wanted to do a show tonight. Tomorrow, there's no way I'm going to be able to do a show, so that's why I said, let me do the goddamn show tonight. It's not a goddamn show. I'm not. Ki- I'm only kidding. I'm just, whatever. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice already. God damn it. Thank you, Shannon, with the $5 Super Chat. We didn't even begin the show, and the Super Chats are flying. That's how you know it's going to be a good night. So, yeah. Um, I thought, let's do a show. Shit sucks. We need to get together and see what's going on with each other and check in. And also, and hello, Haiku. Welcome. Join join the room. It says Haiku. has a, 
Where's it? Oh, Patricia says that Haiku has entered the room. Yes. Wonderful. Haiku, our wonderful moderator and clip selector. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Re Republicans are, I mean, all right. This is what I was thinking of today. They, this is their answer to Social Security and Medicare. Of course they're sending people out to their premature early death. That's the point of conservatism. It is a twofer for them. I don't know how much you hear this term, calling the herd. Fuck you, calling the herd. And it's all over the right-wing blogosphere. They think that this is an answer to coronavirus. Let me get the exact de definition of calling the herd. Oh, oh, I thought Tara Jr. Jr. was coming. He was just shifting positions over there. Calling the herd. He might come over later, but he's kind of had, he's been on a sleeping jag all day. In between eating. In between, and in between harassing me for food. I'm really trying not to feed him as much as I do. I really, I have to measure it. He's He's fat. He's too fat. That's the bottom line. I don't want him to be sick you know you have a lot of there'll be you know side effects from from that diabetes and whatnot I can't ha I love my little junior can't have him getting sick but he's r relentless Rel goddamn relentless harassing me you don't even know you only see what you see the way he jumps on my lap constantly what, otherwise he's pushing me literally pushing me he's like this, constantly, screaming in my face. Like, it's an abusive relationship. I'm not kidding. He's like, Rah! right in my face. 4 a.m. it starts. You know, it's like he doesn't know what's going on out there. I feed the some feral cats. Those poor bastards. This guy, he's like, uh, talk about the 1%, out of touch. So, call the herd. Literally, to separate or remove and usually kill inferior animals out of a herd so as to reduce numbers or remove undesirable traits from the group as a whole. In a sentence, we had to quickly cull the herd when it came to light that some cows might be carrying an infectious disease. By extension, to separate or remove people from a larger group. So... These sick right-wingers, they, they really are the bane of civilization. And this is why you do not want to give conservative power. That's why they know that. They know that they cannot obtain power legitimacy, and this is why they have to activate their useful idiot dupes. They are ultimately, and we talk about it every week and every day that we do a show, it is about destroying democracy. Do not make any mistake. Don't ever give them the benefit of the doubt. Don't believe it. When they have MSNBC, MSNBC right, they have, they'll have some re Republicans, some sane Republicans on there. Rick Wilson, uh, Rick's, yeah, is it Wilson? Rick Wilson, some of these never-Trump Republicans, Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt is very eloquent. 
he seems halfway reasonable, especially when talking about Twitler. But let's not forget his part, the part he played in the decline of this country. He's just as cynical as the rest of them, and it's all about obtaining power. Steve Schmidt knew what he was doing. If he was a patriot, he would have, well, and for those who don't know, he's the one who pushed Sarah Palin onto John McCain. Not that John McCain didn't have the ultimate say. That's why this whole revisionist history of what a maverick John McCain was, what a patriot, that's bullshit. He's just another filthy, disgusting, self-dealing Republican. He knew what Sarah Palin was. And if he had any integrity, and if he really wanted to go down in history as a maverick, he would have said, I am really sorry, ladies and gentlemen. During the course of this campaign, it has come to my attention that Sarah effing Palin is unfit to lead the goddamn Wasilla PTA meeting, much less a modern nation, one 78-year-old man's heartbeat away from the presidency, or whatever, however old he was at the time. You know what I mean? He would have said that. That would be a maverick thing to do, and it would also earn the respect of the American people. If he, if he really loved this country, you see what I mean? He, they hate this country. Oh, he went to, he was captured. Great, wonderful, and he, he served his country. What did he do? He dropped bombs for, on civilians, and they shot his plane down. Okay, you know we're not out there making the world safe for democracy. What is all of those names? Those human beings on the wall of the Vietnam Memorial, those were lives cut short. For what? For absolutely nothing. And we know we never le- learned the lesson because we're so wrapped up in all the bullshit, the flag-waving, the fucking baloney. This country um, cannot maintain a... F- a democratic republic in a permanent state of war, but that's the way it is now. So we're not. We're not a functioning democratic republic. That is clear. And if this past pandemic, if this does not wake people up to understand that it's about getting your ass out there on the line and doing more than just standing on your porch and applauding for first responders... Wake up, God damn it! This is really the battle for our lives, ultimately, and the life of the country. These sick right-wingers, they do not deserve to share power. How, how, what the hell? Joe Biden says, oh, I can work with these people. What are you working with? You're working with people that want to send you to die in the middle of a pandemic more than they want to fix the, fix the problems that make this pandemic even more, uh, more uh, harder on, more harder, you know what I mean, harder on the people who are suffering under it. It has exposed the 
just how broken the system is. But what are you going to do about it? I want to show you a clip of something that I saw today on, of course, my favorite corporate media network, MSNBC. And it annoyed the hell out of me. Let's see. I hope I have it. Hmm, here we go. It's the mayor of Las Vegas speaking with Katie Turk. Because they're going to open up Las Vegas, you know, safely. We haven't hit the the part in, you know, Twitler's whole plan to open up the country again, where 14 days of a lowering the curve or whatever. We haven't even hit that yet. And these fucking disgusting Republicans are sending people out to die, opening the very businesses that require people not to socially distance, going to a gym. Are you serious? Getting your hair, all these things, haircutting, massage parlors, tattoo parlors, all of these effing uh, rugged individuals Republicans, you know, they're so, we're such snowflakes, but these idiots can't deal with not going to, what, Chuck E. Cheese for a couple of months? You can't handle it? You can't say, I need my Chuck E. Cheese. I saw a sign, one of these idiots at, at the Operation Walking Dumb, and she's holding a sign that says, I want a haircut. I need a haircut. Honey, it, a haircut ain't going to fix it. I wish it did. A haircut cannot fix stupid. But here, uh, here's the mayor of Las Vegas. She's an independent. But whatever. She sounds like a right winger, frankly. Mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. Uh, uh, Mayor Goodman, thank you very much for joining us. I want to ask you about a bit of pushback that you're receiving from some of the major uh, business leaders and um, other leaders in your in your city. Um, Win Resorts CEO Matt Maddox called. Um, he said this in an op-ed, I commend our governor for making the difficult decision and taking early action in the fight against COVID-19. I believe his decision saved lives. And earlier today, Stephen Klubuk, the chairman and CEO of Diamond Resorts International, had this to say about your recent stance on reopening the economy. Take a no, listen. No, this isn't the part. Let me see. Let me just fast forward. He says something. The guy was like, who is she? She's not the mayor of the Strip or whatever. The environment. We wouldn't be so successful if that weren't happening. And Mr. Klubeck, unfortunately, has not called or told me um, no, any of his. She's complaining. He didn't call her up. That's not the point I wanted to Our play. people working to keep our parents being able to put food on. Oh, here it is. Here it is unfortunately has not called or told me um, any of his opinions yeah, and I've known him a long point. time the reality is what I assume is that everybody is is um, a carrier that a hundred percent of our population is asymptomatic but a carrier and That's so what how she's do saying we to assume that that's a good thing to assume just act like everybody has it wash your face i mean wa wash your hands don't touch your face that kind of thing fine you think you're going to open the strip so we can all what go play blackjack so we can all touch the cards pass the cards around 
touch our faces, crammed into casinos. It's out of it's out of control. These fucking children. But here. Here comes the kickers. Forward, what do we do to keep our people working, to keep our parents being able to put food on the table, pay rent, and keep a roof over their head? So many now who live paycheck to paycheck and are in the service industry supported by these hotels have no way to do that. They can't stay at home because they don't have a home. And so the reality <laughs> is... This She's is a real humanitarian, this one. Nobody... Okay, now I I w- listened to this this segment and I waited. I waited for Katie Turr to jump in and say, "What the fuck is wrong with you, lady? Don't you understand? Yeah, you're not um you're not helping. Putting people in danger of losing their lives in the midst of a pandemic because they live check to check and can't afford to not go to work. That doesn't that doesn't give you any gold stars. What you should be saying is this is a broken ass system where we can't effectively fight this virus because people can't handle living, uh, missing one paycheck. This is a dysfunctional society thanks to a dysfunctional government that is does nothing but make the rich richer and the working class, the more malleable working poor. That's what she should have said. Instead, she's trying to pretend she's so, oh, so concerned for the workers living check to check, so concerned that they can't feed themselves and keep a roof over their head that she's going to send them back to work. Oh, thank you, lady. Instead of saying, see how disgusting this is? And... The bailouts shouldn't be going to the 1% and people at the top. It should be keeping people with food on their tables and and roofs over their head. It should be bailing out the people. What is going on here? What's wrong with this picture? Send them to work because they can't afford to not live. They Because they live check to check and they can't afford not to work? What is this twisted mentality? And, you know, in this great Christian nation. And, of course, what does Katie Turr say? Nothing. She doesn't counter it. She doesn't come back and wake this bitch up and metaphorically grab her by the lapel and slap some sense into her. No. This is why we are where we are. The corporate media enables this. She, of course, calls her to the carpet and says, you're not helping, lady. How is this a good idea to send people back to work? But does she she mention this bullshit faux concern of hers, of the mayor's, to say, oh, well, a lot of the workers are living check to check and they can't afford not to go to work, so let's send them back to die. Let's put them in danger. And there's this misconception out there that only senior citizens and only those with some underlying medical condition are going to get it. And the youth are carriers. And that's not 
that's not a hundred percent true. You can die from it. You don't have to have a pre-existing condition. Kids are dying. Infants. Young people. All people of all ages. Yeah, you're you're at higher risk when you have an underlying medical condition. That's just the nature of the game. Period. But that's not a an excuse, and it's not uh, something that should give anybody comfort, because you can be a carrier, walking all over the Vegas Strip, playing cards, playing blackjack. Next thing you know, you're dead. Because this bitch said, "Oh well, we got to do something." Everyone's living check to check, and they can't afford to. Keep a roof over their head. Well, why don't you fucking do something about that instead of sending people back to work in the midst of a pandemic and it's going to make it worse? We're not through it. We're not even in the second inning of the game. And these monstrous morons and their army of, of idiots are there. They've already, they, it's too much for them. It's, the cover is pulled on this great economy, real great economy we got. How come Katie Turr didn't say to this mayor, what is this shit about the great economy I keep hearing, though, that you're telling me that workers can't afford to keep a roof over their head because they're living check to check, and the government that is telling them you can't go to work initially, now now you're sending them back to work? Fuck it. Okay, well, well, we tried. And uh, uh, you guess you're going to have to die? Oh, well. Nothing we can do. Because what? All the bailouts went to the 1% and the banksters again siphoned it up like a goddamn Hoover vacuum. And we're just supposed to take it and go out on our porch every Saturday or every 7 p.m. I say every and automatically every 6 p.m. Eastern comes out and goes into my mind. Every sat every Saturday, every day, we're supposed to go out and applaud. Well, right? Wonderful, wonderful, yay for us! Today they were outside <laughs> shooting off fireworks. Oh, woo! Yay! People are living fucking check to check here, and these effing disgusting Republicans and their DLC Democratic Party enablers are completely blind. And I'll get to them in a minute, too. Wonderful community that has proven itself to the world by how it conducts itself gaming everything that All we've done. And my whole opinion is get addiction. our people back to work. That's the entire press. And it had nothing to do. I never spoke about the strip being open or closed because Oh, whatever, lady. Here, safe, secure, and having a healthy environment. We wouldn't be so successful if that weren't happening. And Mr. Klubeck, unfortunately, has not called or told me um, oh, any of Whatever. She sounds like Twitler with her. 100% of our population is asymptomatic but a carrier. And so how do we move forward? What do we do to keep our people working, to keep our... Parents that, being what do able you mean to, to keep our people working? The point is to to overcome the virus. 
how do you keep your people with roof, a roof over their head and food on their table and money in their pockets and the economy going through the pandemic? Not how do I get them to work when the goddamn thing isn't under control yet? How can we work safely? These people hate you. Don't you understand? They hate the working class. You think they would do this to the rich? You think that they would say to the rich, you know what, everybody needs their banksters. We need Wall Street. We need all of the, uh, you know, all the um, industries run by billionaires. You know, the billionaires are so essential. They're such the linchpin of life. You better get out there. Get to work. Get out there. Mingle. You know, we need you billionaires out there putting yourself in harm's way every single day. You think they would say that to them? No way. It's, it goes to show you how much they hate us. They hate working people. And what do you do about that? What are we going to do? How much longer are we going to take it? I've been asking this question, not just on this show. I've been asking that question my entire life. How much longer are we going to take it? I hope the answer isn't uh, my entire life. We've been taking it enough. And the idiots out there, the reason we have to get together with those who have a a a snowball's well whatever not it's not a snowball's they have a chance they have a slim chance of waking up we have a slim chance of waking up some of these dlc fake democrats that's what i think maybe i'm delusional you can you can write me and tell me but cuz i assume that if somebody's a democrat or at least they're trying they're trying to care, or at least they pretend to care. So how do we move that line from indifference, from uh, pragmatic bullshit, the least is the best we can do, to moving in the direction of what we must do as a patriotic imperative, or die. Lest, or, or they die, and metaphorically, you know what I mean? Let them lose their jobs, their cushy representative jobs. I'm not saying die, you know, kill them or anything. I mean, get them out of power. There has to be some kind of, you know, legally and peacefully. Let me. Uh, the, they have to be afraid in, of that. There has to be some repercussion. But I don't think somebody like a Chuck Schumer or a Nancy Pelosi, are they really in fear? Especially now. Look what's going on. The empire struck back again. And here we go again. With the DLC up against playing the same playbook against the filthy, gross con man who just might win again, despite receiving fewer votes. I don't know. I don't know. I, in some way, the, the coronavirus, because Twitter is, is doing this, he's instigating 
insurrection against the government of the United States that he, he took an oath to defend. What do, you, what do you think this monster is doing when he's sending people out there in, uh, uh, to open up, uh, what is he, uh, what did he say? Liberate, liberate, liberate Minnesota, liberate whatever. Liberate all the states that have Democratic governors. Liberate them from what? We're in a national crisis. But Republicans, we're not, we're not in this with them. You see, they are the enemies of the people. We're not in this together with them. There's no unity with Republicans. That's besides the point. And this is what I was saying on the last show. If, Tri- if Twitler fears unity breaking out, he will call for another act of bullshit rebellion. It's not rebellion. You're being a dupe. You're an idiot. You don't see them out there endangering their lives. And now, what happened? I just read this this story. Of course it's going to happen. What is it? Kentucky? One of these fucking shitholes. Kentucky reports high-risk. I can't talk. I can't talk tonight. I can't talk every night. Kentucky reports highest coronavirus infection increase a week after a week of protests to reopen the state. From Newsweek, Christina Zhao. Democratic Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear announced Sunday that the state had set a grim record with 273 new confirmed cases of the coronavirus, the highest Single-day rise to date. Kentucky's increase in infected in, in individuals comes after protesters took to the streets throughout the week to call for the state to be reopened. Fucking morons. Unfortunately, like I said, normal, decent people will also have to suffer, and that's the problem. If only these Republicans sat home, but they won't. They're children. They will whine and cry and go, me, 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 because they're afraid. I thought they wanted to meet Jesus. No, they won't be running into Jesus' arms. They'll be crying and whining and dragging their, their, and kicking and screaming and dragging as many people as they can with them. Fucking morons. With 273 additional confirmed infections, Kentucky now has 2,960 cases of the novel virus and 1,122 recoveries. Oh, well, there you go. You recover. Some people recover. Well, good news. That's great. But some people also die. Bashir also announced four new deaths on Sunday. Oh, well, it's only four. Just as long as it's not anybody in their circle. It's not them. It's not their mama or daddy or sister or brother or friend. It's somebody. It's just four. Four anonymous, nameless people who sacrificed, gave their life for Twitler's great economy. 
you know, the great economy where you can't miss one paycheck or you're in a food bank. That great economy. The great economy that the, the morons themselves out there, what do you want to bet? There are human beings right now, or semblances of humans who consider themselves humans. I don't know. They're, I consider them Trump NZs, but they are, they vote for Trump. They're, but they're, they are one, you know, living by uh, hook or by crook right now in this great economy. They're unemployed in the great economy and the can't they can't get any money for whatever. They're small business because Twitler's pals siphoned it up. Or they whatever it might be. They can't drive their Uber or but they in their minds they are living in this great economy, voting for a, a great president who just wants to make America great. And in spite of all those liberal tears crying about all of his successes, they never give him a break, the poor con man. He never gets a fair shake on the news, all the fake news. How does he do it? He just he gave up his amazing, crappy, failed, serial bankrupt business to become the president to save us from the black guy. For making the mistake. Oh, remember how horrible it was? Oh. There were no deadly pandemics. There were no, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't an incessant uh, um, temperature. It's like I watch MSNBC. I can't believe what I'm watching, frankly. It's like a fucking mood ring. Why don't they just put that in the corner? Remember the the color alerts? The terrorism color alerts that we were enduring. Why don't they just do that with Twitler? His mood. How, what mood is he in? Is he is he feisty? Is he morose? Is he forlorn and uh, self pitying? What is it? What's it today? Or what? Maybe we run the gamut of emotions in the course of a press conference. But just put. Put the color alerts up there on the screen. Because that's all they're doing, really. I have to... Now that I'm speaking about that, I couldn't believe what I was listening to today. Here's here's something. Let me see. Oh, um, Amish just mentioned, and there's three words that say everything you need to know about how seriously Donald Trump took this uh, deadly virus, and that is rally in March. Rally in March. Yeah. How long did it take you to come up with that, Claire? But this entire segment that I was listening to, I couldn't believe that. All it was were three bitches sitting around talking about Twitler's mood. And what he thinks and how he feels and what do you think he thinks and what do you think he feels? Are you fucking kidding me? He had a rally with thousands of people in the closest proximity possible uh, in March. Yeah, so we, you clearly, said that. Yeah. Okay. just so inconsistent. But he also signals in a way that is counter to whatever things he says that are the right things. Right? What is and, this? And it is really this unfortunate. This is news? Look at the the lower third. Breaking news. 
so inconsistent, but he also signals in a way that is counter to whatever things he says that are the right things. And and it is really unfortunate. And, you know, I don't want to finish my first segment with you today without saying this, because every day I've been on with you, this I've wanted to say me. it. I'm, I guess I'll play it. This made me want to vomit. Said it. I miss you, Nicole. <laughs> I miss you too. Oh, you got I problems. Miss everybody. I miss sitting around a table. <laughs> I, I miss. I mean, look, I, I watch these protesters, and and I'm not unsympathetic to the you, feeling Nicole. that they want this to end. But I can't understand how. It is my experience and my faith that the American people always sort of put the common good no, above personal you, interests. You must be a delusional bitch, frankly. And she's part of the problem, too. Nicole Wallace was on the same team with Steve Schmidt. She, he, she worked for George W. Bush, but she was on the team that groomed Sarah Palin for the vice presidency. And they all knew just how unfit she was, but that's how it happens here in the United States of serfs and lords. You inflict damage beyond comprehension on the country you pretend to love, and you fail up. You get a nice cushy job on the so-called left-leaning corporate media mouthpiece network. That's That goes to show you where the hell we are. Meanwhile... Claire McCaskill, I miss you, Nicole. I just want to take this moment of humanity. Yes, because every day I've been on with you, I've wanted to say it, and I've not said it. I miss you, Nicole. Shut the fuck up. You know who misses people? The, I, I can't go on, honestly. We could talk about all those who died of the coronavirus. How about all of the Americans, the 35,000 Americans who needlessly die without health care? that Claire McCaskill uses her power and used her power in Congress and uses her power on these media mouthpiece networks to, to stop that, the uh, advancing of Medicare for all. So how about the 35,000 Americans who needlessly die, all of the relatives of those people, the friends left behind, they miss those 35,000 a year. I miss you, Nicole. I want to finish my first segment with you today without saying this, because every day I've been on with you, I've wanted to say I it, I've not said it. I just miss you, bitch. I miss you, Nicole. <laughs> How can you miss her? She's right there. What do you mean? She's right there. You're talking to her. I miss you. Too. I miss everybody. <laughs> I miss, I miss sitting around the table. I, I remember, miss, I mean, look, I, I watch remember when we got together on this ma corporate media mouthpiece network, <laughs> and we told everybody that Bernie, uh, Bernie's a socialist, and Russia <laughs> was laughing and laughing. And remember how much we pushed and pushed and pushed that Joe Biden on everyone. Remember. Oh, yeah, bitch, that was good. Oh, I remember how now, I mean, let's remember when we go back. Hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Biden will pull a rabbit out of a hat in spite of himself. But, you know, at least they got their fall guy when, uh, if that doesn't happen. Anyway. Shut up, Claire McCaskill.
the two of them. And that's all. I don't know why. You know, Nicole Wallace, that's her show, talking about Twitler's moods. Here's another one. Where is it? Leader to damage Joe Biden. And I guess if there's a thread that's run through every major kind of roadblock coverage crisis three of the Trump presidency, it's that he confuses or he shit? conflates himself with the state. And so there is no national interest Looks in like his there's view. There's nothing and, and this, going uh, on. To- there's nothing else happening that they could be doing and using their power to spend their time talking about, except Twitler's moods. Nobody, there's nothing to talk about besides Twitler's moods. What about the post office? What about the banksters being bailed out instead of the small businesses? What about, I mean, I could go on. The uh, fact that the Republicans, the disgusting Republicans, made it, they, they put this, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. They made it so if you don't, file for your coronavirus relief in the next 24 hours, you ain't getting shit. I'll talk about that in a minute. They're not, not the whole day I listened and I didn't hear that story that the, that what's his name? Mnuchin, that disgusting money raping I, I, I so, somebody who humps a bunch of of cold dollar bills when it comes off the printing press has a sickness and stands there with his trophy wife these people are vile they are the worst human beings on the planet someone who flies off to see where the money's printed so they can pose with money like cruella deville and it's one of her demons. So they put in the IRS. Oh, okay, I'll just before we get through with this, uh, they 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 have fucked over the American people again. So and from common dreams, the IRS is facing facing backlash following an announcement late Monday that recipients of Social Security and Railroad Retirement Benefits will have until 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday to file for $500 coronavirus stimulus payments for the de- for their dependent children. Those who miss the deadline, which the IRS are set, just set, just set a day and a half in advance. They just released this. We'll have to wait until next year to receive the $500 payment, which they are entitled to under the CARES Act. They did that on purpose to fuck people over, the poor. They would not do that to banksters. So instead of these bitches on, I mean, we're talking to each other. How many people are going to watch this show or hear this show? Not nearly enough. Not the same. Not in the ballpark of what Nicole Wallace and uh, Yamish, whatever her name is, and... Claire McCaskill, the same corporate media, that corporate media mouthpiece, you think they could take a minute and tell the people, you know, uh, in the constitutionally prescribed role of being part of the press, 
to inform the people that they better get their asses in front of a computer and file for this benefit because Mnuchin and the filthy, disgusting Republicans are fucking you over again. No, they want to talk about Twitler's mood again and again and again. A source close to the president yesterday who said that he spoke to the president a couple of times since Easter and the president remains fixated who on cares? his press coverage and enraged that he isn't getting better reviews for what he views as a sterling response. Whatever. I want to ask you a pointed question. As people are having to look to leaders in terms of what to do to keep their parents or their grandparents alive. Their oh, children. alive. I know, I can feel the emphasis. What about, what the fuck? I mean, I'm in, I am really in awe of how, how shitty this country has become in such a short period of time. At least, it's not a short period of time. What am I saying? It's my entire life. Watching this. You know, but because I know a little bit about history, I, I understood that there was a time called the Great Prosperity. And I understand this is a racist-ass country. That Great Prosperity was only trickled upon white people. We have a long history of healing or a long road of healing if this country will ever become a great nation. We have our work cut out for us. But it starts with facing the reality of what's going on. What the F? And it's, it's delusional. These, these three up there just waxing on and on and on about Twitler's mood and what he thinks and why doesn't he think and why doesn't he feel. What the fuck? Did they do this to Barack Obama? Do you remember a time when the corporate media just went on in the entire day about Obama's mood? It's, I'm living, we're living in like a twilight zone of Twitler's manias. It's, it's as if we are in his, it's real, I mean, it's, all right, let me formulate this. It's, we're, it's really true. It's Twitler's world, and we are living in it. You know what I mean? It's like we have been transformed into a twilight zone and woke up in a nightmare where the entire world revolves around one giant con man who received fewer votes. Why? Why do they do it? And people say, well, why, do you, why are you talking about it? Why? Because when, will people wake up, maybe? When we shame these fuckers, finally, they should be ashamed. And if you're watching corporate media, get the hell out of there. Stop it. What is the point of continually discussing this worthless human being's mood. Listen to this. ...sort of safe from becoming unknowing asymptomatic carriers or whatever kinds of choices people have to make if they're in one of those states slowly turning back on. 
do you think that it is, I mean, what, what would you say? What sort of warning, like, like, like proceed with caution what or ignore fuck? every, what warning would you put on the president's words? I think what most people are doing is not trusting the president's words. And they are listening to uh, Dr. Fauci. They're listening to their own doctor. They're listening to local news coverage what, with doctors whatever. locally Are telling like them three bitches what the situation phone? is. They're listening more carefully to mayors I, I really and feel like we're in the twilight zone. and governors than they are the president. And, you know, the conflating of Trump with the state, it probably is most acute when it comes to the subject of empathy. I wish we had a countdown calendar, Nicole. I wish we would have put up a calendar. How many days go by without him ever recognizing the hundreds of thousands of Americans who have lost family members and friends yeah. to this disease? There is never a mention of the loss. There is never a mention of the cold reality yeah. of death that has occurred in this country as a result. And and he has been a contributing factor to some of that because of the way it was mishandled. So at least if he would try some empathy and express sympathy, it would at least reassure Americans that there's some there there. But right now, it just all appears to be about his poll numbers and him being mad at the press. You know, you mean she doesn't hide anything well, but is there any reporting that she uncovered that he Honestly. is, that he feels those things and not comfortable sharing them? Oh, listen to her. Listen to her. Wait, wait. She's dissecting whether he really feels something, but he's just not comfortable sharing, you know, because he's a man? He's not a man. Calling that thing a man is an insult to men. It's unreal. Listen. She doesn't hide anything well, but is there any reporting that you've uncovered that he is, that he feels those things and not comfortable sharing them? He's not comfortable. Well, the president would argue that It's like they're talking about his boy, like so their boyfriends or something. You know, he doesn't show his feelings anymore. Maybe he's just feeling overwhelmed and he's not comfortable sharing them with you, Nicole. Does anybody know? Does he talk to his friends and they say that maybe he's just not comfortable sharing his feelings? I've been talking to his friend, his best bud, uh, Steve Mnuchin, and I've been asking him, is it that he really doesn't, he has feelings and he's just not sharing them with me? his poll numbers and him being mad at the press. You know, you mean she doesn't hide anything well, but is there any reporting that you've uncovered that he is, that he feels this, those things and is not comfortable sharing them? Reporting that you've uncovered? What? It's like Deep Throat goes to hell. Reporting that you've uncovered. Does he have feel? It's like you're a stalky ex-girlfriend or something. Does he have feelings and he's just not comfortable sharing them with us? The president would argue that he's trying to show empathy by saying that there are people that no, are no, losing their- No, no, he told us that he really does care for you, Nicole. He's been trying to talk to, at times at the briefings about the fact that he's, that Americans have done a good a job well done and oh, that people he, are banned. He likes us, thank you, thank you, my lord. We're doing a good job.
and living check to check and not uprising and turning the shit over. You know, we're doing a good job putting ourselves in harm's way of the coronavirus and not standing outside Trump Tower erecting a guillotine silently in the middle of the night. We're doing a good job being the the obsequious serfs, the subservience serfs, knowing our place. We're doing such a good job being on the wrong side of Reaganomics. Why change it? It's working so wonderfully. The greatest economy the world has ever known. I don't know. Does he? Does he have empathy? What do you think, Nicole? Has anybody said? Does um, any of your reporting, Yamish, have you ever discovered anyone of his friends saying that you know he really does like me, and he's just scared to show it? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, somebody, somebody, slap me, slap me. Think about the millions of dollars these three bitches rake in. Well, Nicole, we know. It's got to be in the millions. It's in the high, I don't know, it's probably the low millions. Yamish, it's, I'm sure she's not making a million dollars. She's making, I don't know, something good. She's probably making, she works for the New York Times. She's making about, she's putting in like 130, 140. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, maybe more. Um, Claire, on the other hand, she's got a lot going on, that bitch. She's got all her insider info, all her stocks, all her, you know, pals in high places. She's set. She's getting a good, she's she's really getting a good base from being the, the a contributor, an MSNBC contributor. Because you know how much the finger on the pulse, Claire McCaskill is, that... All of the youth coming up, all of the, uh, you know, the base of the Democratic Party, the young people, the, you know, the Bernie bros and stuff, they all wonder, what does Claire McCaskill think? Does she understand? Does, does she know? Has she heard anything about Twitler's ability to feel? Can he feel feelings? Does he care? Does he love me? Does he think I look fat? What What is it? Do I look fat? What does he think? Does he think I, I mean, I know he, what does he think? I know he enjoys the hot model type, but, you know, what do you think? Have any, has anybody heard anything that he has feelings or not? Does this really matter? Could you imagine? The founding fathers coming back from the dead to see what has happened to the to the government they entrusted to us. You think they'd be impressed? Would they be impressed with the media, with the corporate media? What has become of the only profession that they enshrined in the Constitution as being vital for a free democratic society? You think that they would be giving us a pat on the back 
Good going, guys. Really. Really did a good job there. So at least if he would buy without him ever recognizing... Where is this? Locally. Whatever kinds of choices people have to make if they're in one of those states slowly turning back on... Do you think that it is, I mean, what, what would you say? What sort of warning, like, like, what? Like, proceed with caution or ignore every, what warning would what? you put on the president's what the words? What, what question is that? It sounds like me. Choices people have to make if they're in one of those states slowly turning back on. Do you think that it is, I mean, what, what would you say? What sort of warning, like, like, like proceed with caution or ignore every what warning would you put on the what in one of those states slowly turning back on do you think that it is i mean what, what would you say what sort of warning like 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 proceed with caution or ignore every what warning would you put on the president's words i think what most people are doing is not trusting the president's words and they are listening to um, dr shut up but that being said, yesterday something else remarkable happened. Ooh, the president what? said first it was about ventilators, now it's about testing. Wait, 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 wait. This is like three bitches sitting around, like John on whatever the gossip. What do you think he thinks? What do you think? Does he like me? Does he have feelings? You know, I like him, but I'm not sure if he's a malignant narcissist, sociopath. You know, in uh, judging by his bankrupting his trust fund six times over and, uh, you know, being the center of the universe despite receiving fewer votes. I don't know um, whether he's a, uh, a succubus who feeds on narcissistic supply and would th throw his own mother to a pack of wild dogs if it meant that he would get a good review in, um, in Forbes magazine. So, what do you think? Do you think he likes me? Do you think he has feelings? Just trying to basically take me down. And I put the question to him, why do you see testing as a personal attack on you? Now, President Trump said, I don't see it as personal. And then in the same breath, he said, well, people want to basically see me fail. And they're talking about testing because they think that this is something that's going to be a scandal that's going to hurt my administration and possibly my, my chances of being reelected. So, what we now see is that the president is... I'm just gonna keep he, playing he really the Twilight Zone thing. The idea that people are saying we need more testing. When testing is critical to reopening our government, but if you have a president who's saying, "Well, if you talk about testing, you're somehow insulting me," we can all kind of understand about go where on. that goes. That goes with that makes the president want to say, "Well, we're doing long on testing because if I don't say that, then that means that I'm not doing a job well done." When really it could be, we just need more tests. Let's just focus <laughs> on that. He's just too hard you know, on himself, Claire, as if to girl. illustrate this, here's um, Maryland Governor Hogan, who went out and got his own tests and got attacked anyway. Let's watch. Oh, you can't win with Every him. Every governor in America has been fighting to get uh, tests since the beginning of this crisis, and it's uh -oh. probably been you know the what? number one. I'm afraid that MSNBC is going to shut the channel down <laughs> if I keep playing it. You know they will. They'll come in, they'll be like, you. They'll say... That's our content, mother effer. And I'll be like. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Why? Why? Why didn't they get to the bottom of whether Twitler has feelings or not? Don't worry. Tune in. Tune in now. I'm sure they're still talking about it. They'll be talking about it.
for generations, it seems, there'll be a textbook one day in our dystopian future for elementary school kids. It won't be required reading 1984 or what, what, what were the books that we were required to read? It will be Men Are From, uh, what is it? Well, it'll be Men Are From Mars, Twitler is uh, from Venus? No. It'll just be, it's Twitler's world. We all live in it. The art of the deal, I guess, will be required reading for all high school students. And that'll be it. Well, we will, uh, it's where it's going. So let me see. Where was the other thing? Oh, here's another one. Twitler's mood, check to check. What is this one? On the SBA loans, do you think it's right that major corporations, major institutions like the Ruth's Chris uh, restaurant chain like Harvard University apparently got a lot of money under the CARES Act, money that was supposed to be earmarked for small business owners? Do you think that's fair? Well, I know and one thing. I didn't get any. That's for <laughs> sure. I didn't get what? <laughs> Well, you see, it's his world. We just live in it. I don't know. I didn't get any money. I didn't get any money either. Where's my money? Do you think that's fair? Well, I know and one thing. I didn't get any. That's for sure. I didn't get any. Uh, we'll look at individual things, and some people will have to return it if we think it's inappropriate. Oh, fuck the criteria you. be changed. Yeah, so while they were discussing, well, Nicole and Yamish and, and Claire, our good friend Claire McCaskill, what what do you know, Claire? We're going on about that and sucking up, uh, you know, the making Joe Biden the inevitable candidate who will save us from from this shit. They're gonna send that guy in there. You know what I mean? That's what's so concerning. They're gonna send Joe Biden in there. Years ago, not even years. Remember months ago. When the media used to talk about Joe Biden's gaffes, like he was just this gaffe machine. There's a reason why Democratic voters already rejected Joe Biden two times. And, yeah. It's not just because of all of his plagiarism. It gets even worse. Here's Joe Biden. This is a story on CNN that they once did before Joe Biden was now our great white hope. Vice President Biden in the key primary state of New Hampshire today. Much of the country's future will depend on the policies we choose in the next two, four, six years. After recent travels to the early contest states of Iowa and South Carolina. But Biden's latest gaffes are stealing the spotlight away from speculation about his presidential aspirations. For their trust. Like his strange hold on Defense Secretary Ash Carter's wife, uh, Stephanie. Yeah. And this claim about Somali immigrants in his hometown of Wilmington, Delaware. It's a large, very identifiable 
Somali community. No, driving cats. not even close. Uh, and uh, and our friends of mine, for real. I'm not I'm not being solicitous. I'm being serious. And it turns out factually incorrect. Only 15 Somalis live in the entire state, according to the Census Bureau. And Wilmington cab drivers told CNN they knew of no Somalis driving taxis. No one is asked to respond to every time Joe Biden says something, and he says something every day that. Uh, that That's people the problem. Responding to. Marco Rubio, who is considering a run for president, and other Republicans are incensed. And on late night TV, Biden has become a punchline. Ever heard of a second to second lady? The missteps are nothing new. Over the years, Biden's become known for them. He's taken criticism for some, like this one, talking to a largely African American audience about Mitt Romney in 2012. They're going to put you all back in chains. Oof. Yikes. But often his handsiness and comments no dates to your 30. are likened to those of a no crazy dates but to lovable your 30. uncle. But as girl, they veer toward girl. the more bizarre variety, it's raising up. questions about appropriate behavior for someone it's eyeing awesome. the White House. And with Biden a distant second to Hillary Clinton in Oof. polls of Democratic hope, suggestions that Biden isn't a serious contender. Judging by his joke last night at a Black History Month event, maybe even Biden realizes that. I'm going to be in that room if anybody wants to photograph. I would not blame you. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah, somebody on the chat. Ed said, keep giving them ammunition. I'm really sorry. It's not that I'm giving it to them. It's that that's... uh, He's giving it to them. It's not just 30 years ago. I wish it were. I wish it were, Ed. I'm very concerned. It's not just because, you know, uh, we talk about it. This is out there. Let, let me just play this ad that we, the other day we did. It's not about Joe Biden. It's about the Democrats. But we showed Nancy Pelosi's incredibly tone-deaf visit to it was a, a version of cribs, I suppose, at um, James Corden, the, who's also annoying, did uh, s- some stupid segment on his show about uh, what's in your refrigerator, and so Nancy stood in, in front of two, two, twenty-five thousand dollar refrigerators, opening up her refrigerator or her freezer to reveal it stacked with ice cream that cost $13 a pint and where people are living check to check in this country. In the last 40 years, the United States went from the most to the least upwardly mobile. It's not just, yeah, the Democrats, the Republicans are repugnant. I hate them. I hate conservatives. It's the conservatives who are the problem, but I don't know. Who's worse, frankly? It's they're both they're both worse because you have the evil fascist kiss up kick down Republicans who couldn't give a crap about democracy, and the entire reason they get out of bed in the morning is to make themselves and their pals richer, and to kick down on the working class, and to make sure that they don't get too uppity, and. Then we have the DLC Democrats, who they also brought us to this point. The problem is we need the progressive, we need the progressive Democratic Party. 
this DLC Democratic Party has it has done enough damage to us. It's the corporatists in this party who pretend to be the party of the people that gave us Twitler to begin with. That's the truth. And they're not gonna they're they're really not going to fix it because they don't seem to think there's anything wrong. So we we didn't have to show that ice cream ad. She Nancy Pelosi posted it to her Twitter feed. She was proud of it. That goes to show you how tone deaf she is. And I guess it just comes. It happens when you live in the ivory tower. You hang out with people that have $25,000 refrigerators. You think that's normal. You hear things like America, the the majority of Americans can't handle a $400 emergency. That's That doesn't mean anything to you. It has no name, a face to it. You think it's okay when you propose health plans that leave 10 million Americans with nothing still. Because that's not nothing. That's It won't be you. It won't be your friends or your pals and or you and your family because you're set. That 10 million Americans with nothing. And you call that progress. That's what's the problem. They should be ashamed to come to us with this kind of policy and, and think that that's progress. They should be afraid to do it. They really should. Otherwise, out comes the national razor. So Trump, I, you know, I, it's not just me. I don't, I don't work for Trump. Of course not. But they also saw Nancy Pelosi's uh, fit Twitter feed. And here's an ad they created out of it. And it it's kind of devastating, frankly. We turn now to that $350 billion fund to help small businesses and its workers get through the shutdown. It will be up to Congress to... Re and we know that the Republicans are liars. They are. They, the reason the Democrats are putting a pin in the... Well, they're, now they're coming up with uh, some compromise bill is because the Republicans are funneling more money to the top, no matter what they call it, worker bailouts. We know who got bailed out, and it wasn't the small businesses. It was the banksters. Once again, once again, they walk away clean. But this is the ad. But Democrats blocking that move this morning. They asked for a quarter of a trillion dollars in 48 hours. I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. And, of course, they take... Ha her out of context that's what they do and say oh Americans are losing their job and Nancy Pelosi doesn't seem to care look look at her two two $25,000 refrigerators they objected and I congratulate the Senate Democrats Speaker Pelosi what are you going to share with us from your home chocolate candy thousands have been forced to wait for hours at food it's not that the great economy causes the filthy, uh, disgusting Republican policies that make this, uh, that, that have a hand in the fact that Americans are lined up at food banks. No. How dare they? You know, I understand that. that I get it. They, uh, they have absolutely no shame. It doesn't matter. This is, th they created these policies.
And in fact, there wouldn't be a food bank to line up at if it was up to Republicans. So that's not the point. The point is they are shameless and they will play any angle. And honestly, this angle hits home. Banks all across the country. <laughs> Oh my. Chocolate, and then we have some other chocolate here. We just got it restocked with the ice cream. You don't want to eat up everything all at one time. I can't do it much longer. I'm trying so hard. We're, do we say, enjoying? Having to admit that, yeah, we're starving, and I like it better than anything else. Taping this segment, there are 22 million people out. Of this work. specific program <laughs> is about stopping job losses today. This is hurting people bad. Other people in our family go for some other flavors, but. Right now, it's survival mode. You don't know where that next something else is going to come from. I don't know what I would have done if ice cream were not invented. I just wonder. <laughs> Nancy Antoinette, they're saying, I'm, yeah, it's packed with lies. It's also incredibly disingenuously edited. And Republicans have uh, a, a large hand in creating a country where people don't know where their next meal is coming from. And they don't give a shit. Yes. But here you go. Nancy gave them that ad on a silver platter by, by doing that stupid segment with James Corden. Didn't she understand? That's, that doesn't look seemly. While something I saw the other day really upset me. And I, this made me want to construct the National Razor. It need, we, need, we need it. Metaphorically, I guess. A grocery store clerk, age 27, made just $20.64 on her final paycheck before she died of coronavirus. Her mom reveals the tiny sum her daughter was paid while she kept working to help elderly customers despite the risk of infection. Leilani Jordan, Leilani, let me see. Disgusting. Trying to find a good article. Well, this is from the Daily Mail, so whatever. It's not a good, it's not a good place, but... So a young grocery store clerk who died of COVID-19 after she continued going to work despite the danger of catching the virus made just $20.64 on her final paycheck. That is so vile. That's how much this great economy considers the working people who are out there right now who are risking their lives and not even that. Forget risking your lives. The American working class is essential, period, before the coronavirus. But how are we treated when this woman who's on the front lines, her last paycheck, they got the nerve to send her 20 goddamn dollars to her mother? What a, that's an insult. It's like putting two cents as, on a tip table. After you uh, get bad service, it speaks volumes of how you respect the person. 
Unbelievable. Jordan's heartbroken parents say that she had chosen to keep working at the store even as the coronavirus outbreak accelerated across the U.S. because she wanted to help elderly customers. In an emotional interview on MSNBC, Jordan's mother, Zenobia Shepard, broke down in tears as she described how the giant food store was short-staffed and employees were not provided with gloves or hand sanitizer. Shepard said that the daughter had cerebral palsy and cognitive delays, which meant she might not have fully understood the potential danger of the coronavirus. She said that the retailer mailed her a certificate marking Jordan's six years of service along with her last paycheck of 20 fucking dollars? They had the balls to do that? Here's your... Here's your... Last paycheck, mama, for your dead daughter? A nice, here's a nice certificate to frame. They couldn't have given the woman a thousand dollars something. Something for her grief? How, how, honestly, really, what do you think the, um, who, who was it? What was the name of the of the supermarket? What does what do you think the CEO of that supermarket makes? Giant food. Let's see. Giant food. CEO salary. Let's see if we can find it. Oh, okay. The average giant food executive compensation Oh, it's two hundred thousand six. Wait, it's two hundred sixty-eight thousand one hundred seventy-five a year. The median compensation for executives, including base salary and bonus, is two hundred fifty thousand or one hundred twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, that's. I'm sure they're worth every penny. At Giant Food, the most compensated executives makes $720,000 annually and the lowest compensated makes only 52. Uh-oh. You think they might have gotten together and given that mother, that grieving mother more than 20 goddamn dollars? They had no shame to do that. They that says you don't even matter. They're not thinking of of not just the woman who died, but her family. They should have been ashamed to send $20 to that family. But they probably don't, they didn't give it a second thought. And that's what, what's part of the problem here. And this is why I I get really down, because I'm like, will I live to see the day when the American working class wakes the F up and stops taking the shit anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it at this point. Sometimes I get really, forget it. It ain't going to happen because partly how how do we push the, the, DLC, the DLC Democrats to the left if not calling them out on their bullshit? How do you do it? 
What? It's not that Twitler doesn't get the memo, and his media team they get the memo. They don't, and they have no shame. They don't care. They're gonna lie. They're gonna conflate. They will take all their failings and ascribe it to the Democrats. But the Democrats shouldn't give them an opening. The reason that ad is effective is because it rings true. Nancy Pelosi stood in front of that, those two $25,000 refrigerators showing off her stash of $15 a pint ice cream or 13 a pint ice creams. While this poor uh, woman who died working for food or giant food, while giant food has the nerve to send a family who lost their daughter 20 effing dollars. Are you kidding me? And they don't, they have no problem. I wonder, have, have they uh, issued a statement? I think this article shows that the community isn't saying, oh, good going, giant food good uh, good call but that goes to show you how out of touch they are you think the ceos of a giant food they probably think oh well what fuck it send her 20 bucks who cares that's what is a life she's just some poor disabled cashier who cares she's a nothing oh look at this unreal oh this is another thing that's gonna get me insane Leilana, Leilani, the woman who died, her family has set up a GoFundMe page to raise money for her medical bills and funeral costs. Oh, you know why? All that money trying to save Leilani's life. You ain't getting off stock scot-free. Oh, she died. That don't matter. Pay up, bitch. Fuck me, pay. I mean, not fuck me. Fuck you, pay me. Like any racket. Oh, well. Oh, your daughter died? Fuck you. Pay me. You think maybe giant food would step in and pay? No. No. No, no, no. no. It's, not the, it's not their place. It's we the people. We should pay. There should be no reason why in their grief, Leilani's family needs to set up a GoFundMe page. To pay for her medical bills. You know, the, all of the medical bills that they try to save the, the girl's life. But you got to pay. You got to pay the Piper. United Healthcare or, or Aetna or whoever. Blue Cross Blue Shield, they need their VIG. Leilani died? Well, good. Good for them. Good. That makes their stock go higher. They don't need no Leilani hanging around with with disability, lingering, who needs more medical care. Who knows what could have happened? She maybe wake up in a, uh, she could be in a coma for months. That's that's buku bucks. They don't need that. They're not in the business of paying claims. Disgusting. And and heartbreaking for us, for the United States of serfs and lords. Will we ever get a clue? 
I'm honestly, that's why I'm here. I'm trying. I'm trying to get, give those those DLCers who are like, shh, shh, don't talk about it. Give them a clue. If you think that telling the truth is detrimental to the DLC Democrat campaign, then it's not the truth that's your enemy. It's the DLC Democratic agenda. They make us weak. Twitter has all the memos, and so does his media team. They know how to get them. They understand that the shit is broken. They broke it, and they they broke it. Uh, they're like uh, maggots eating a corpse. They like it like that. So they will exploit it. They will turn all of the things that they created... They will use it against anybody who wants to get in the way. Just like Twitler, how he got into power, exploiting the fissures of disunity, as we were warned by Henry Wallace and others. So how do we, you know, this is what gets me insane with the DLC Democrats. So they're all about resist, resist. What, how do you resist? We don't say anything. We don't talk about it. We don't say that's fucked up. They should know better. Somebody like Nancy Pelosi, she's in in politics so many years. She's supposed to be so with it, so, you know, uh, playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Then why is she giving them an opportunity? But, you know, everybody makes mistakes. I understand. But... You know, uh, there's a problem here. I don't think, I think that she thought that se- that that segment was going to humanize her. She's just like everyone else, you know, with $25,000 refrigerators. Not understanding that that's not the point of being in government. It's not, it's good that you have that. But no one's, we're not all looking for $25,000 refrigerators. We just want a decent middle-class life like our grandparents had as a birthright before the DLC Democrats and the, the fascist Republican takeover of government and turned us into the trickle-down peons we are now today that are they can't miss one or two paychecks before you're on a goddamn line at a food bank. You got to go work in the middle of a pandemic because you're living check to check and you have representatives of government who say this without a sense of shame. Oh, well, I have st- we have constituents living check to check, so we got to get them back out there to work. Missing the point completely. What? That's a government that not that is not afraid of the people at all. They know how stupid we are. Not we, us, not us. Because we're we have a clue. It's all the it's many, many of us though. Many of us. They will take the trickle. And turn it into a deluge, I can't say that word, and then they'll pretend like 
half half is the best. Not even half. Just a trickle is the best we can do. Uh, if you haven't understood the last couple of well month now, over a month with the coronavirus, you see how much Congress they got out. They got all the money in the world for everything that they hold in priority. There's enough money for everyone's for everyone's need, but not for everyone's greed, as Gandhi said. But that's that's the truth. What's the priority here? They want to get people. the The priority is they want to keep people in their place. They don't want Medicare for all. They don't want higher education for all. They don't want living wages for all. Or sick leave for all. These are the very basic things that we need to start setting this country back on track. It's not just about a nice thing to do. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Isn't that moral? No, it's not just about that. It's about keeping a, a functioning democracy, too. But they don't want that either. The fact that we that we take it, we think this is normal. You know, other other countries look at us and they say, well, "Look at this GoFundMe page! How abhorrent!" It's it's horrible. It's with a heavy heart that I inform you today at three ten. Our daughter Leilani Butterfly Jordan transitioned on and is now with God. I thank you all for your donations, prayers, and concern. Our family is, in, is still in need as we work through this terrible time. Leilani contracted the COVID-19 virus while working as an essential employee for, for Giant Supermarket in Largo, Maryland. Leilani was taken to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, where she was admitted on March 26th. Leilani fought the brave fight and gave her all. We thank you for your prayers, donations, and all your words of encouragement. Ugh. So today, the organizer of this fundraiser wrote, friends and family, Leilani is resting the pain. Oh, how is this? In my heart from losing her leaves me speechless. I'm in rewind mode as I wish there was something I could have done to prevent her from not being on this earth. COVID-19 is a disease that will break any mother down. It's out of control and innocent lives like Leilani are being taken. I will miss my baby's smile, the touch of her fingers and the way she laughs, her sense of humor, and most of all, the massive love that she has for me and my family. Her service doggy, Angel, loves her very much and wants her mommy back. My Leilani, my butterfly, stay close, baby. We will always miss you very much. Jesus has got you now. <sighs> Fuck it. Ugh. Fuck this shit, man. How disgusting to think that we live in a country where the rich have more money 
then with the, the, the gap between the rich and poor is wider than it was in the Roman goddamn empire where the American people are living check to check when our, and our representatives are, are riding us all the way to the bank. And they're laughing, laughing and saying, well, we can't get anything done. We can't have Medicare for all. <laughs> we can't. I don't want to overpromise. Say that to your bankster fucking benefactors. I don't want to overpromise. Are you effing kidding me? When is it enough? How much do they want? They want it all. And I don't I'm sick of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of making excuses for DLC Democrats. The, I saw a thing on and if people don't like the fucking show then go away. I'm sorry. What can I tell you? We're fighting for the working class. We're not fighting for the Democratic Party. We are. We're not, we're not fighting for the DLC Democratic Party. We're fighting to restore the Democratic Party to its, to its New Deal ideology. The winning Democratic Party that left no one behind. Well, except if uh, you were black. I understand that, but. This racist fucking country makes me sick. But anyway, yeah. Um, and that's part of the reason why we don't have a universal health care system in this country. We, you know that. Because of racism. And I'm tired. You know what I saw the other day? And I didn't, I didn't grab it. And I, I say, you know, I don't want to piss everybody off with these Joe Biden videos. But somebody asked Joe Biden, do you... Uh, this was after... Elizabeth Warren endorsed him and he gave a speech or whatever and then someone backstage got him backstage and asked him are you going to support Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for all plan now and instead of respond he was like what and he just gave this the shit eating grin from side to side and he was like <laughs> He didn't answer the question. He just walked away from the guy like, I can't answer that question because I'm bought and sold. doesn't matter that 70, over 70% 70 of the American people want Medicare for all, are sick of this shit, and he's on, that's on the right side of history. He's already bought. He needs the money from the insurance racket. So how do you push them to the left? How do you tell Joe Biden when Medicare for all gets to your desk, you don't veto it? And in fact, how do you get people out to vote for fucking Joe Biden when he's saying he's going to veto Medicare for all? It's really um, where it's it's not us who are giving him the problem. There is a problem. And our only saving grace, unfortunately, it's sad when you think about it, is that if Twitler completely bungles and boggles, whatever the hell, bungles this coronavirus, you know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe more people will die 
and Joe Biden, I don't know. He might win. I hope he does. Like I always say, because I wish I would rather be pushing him to the left than fighting fascism. And there's other reasons you don't want, uh, you know, you don't want this shit. But it's not good enough. It's not DLC Democratic Amy Klobuchar Pete Buttigieg bullshit is not good enough. And they need to know it. Really. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's how I feel. How do you get this country back? You just say, okay, don't talk about it. Don't say, there's a problem. Don't say it. It's not like they don't know it. Because the, de- I mean, that's how beaten we are, I guess, as as a civilization. We're so, we're like beaten dogs who will take the bone. Just take the bone. That, 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 we don't want to get kicked again. Of course not. But, you know, um, these beaten dogs have to fight back, too. Otherwise, that's all we're ever going to be. Or a bunch of beaten goddamn dogs who... The the bottom line is that the DLC wing of the Democratic Party, they they already think that we're beaten dogs. They know we got nowhere to go. So how are you going to push them? You got to keep pushing them. If they get uncomfortable with this shit being called out, then maybe they'll, they'll change. Maybe when they're met with opposition everywhere they go, that they will change or get the fuck out of the race, man. Get out of the game. Enough. Leave. Leave. You've done enough damage. It's time for a younger generation who believes in Medicare for who knows that uh, that they've been sold a, de- a bill of goods that ain't worth much. <clears throat> in fact, speaking of David Brooks, I don't know if you, this was a couple of days old. He wrote a column, I think it was last week, actually. And it really got under my skin. And this is another one, another reason. Like like Joe Biden said uh, about millennials, oh, uh, he has no sympathy for millennials, you know. The base that he wants to bring over, right? The millennial voting block, they're the largest voting block after the boomers. So you really want to, you really want to throw them away, right? So David Brooks wrote an article and talk about out of touch. He wrote an article. This was five days ago. The age of coddling is over. Listen to this shit. It's from the New York Times. Over the past decades, a title, a tide of safetyism, quote unquote, has crept over American society. See, here we go. Here comes a, a mouthpiece of plutocracy to tell us that we have it too good. As Greg... Lukanoff and Jonathan Haidt put it in their book, The Coddling of the American Mind, this is the mentality that whatever doesn't kill you makes you weaker. The goal is to eliminate any stress or hardship a child might encounter. 
so he or she won't be wounded by it. So we've seen a wave of overprotective parenting. Parents have cut back on their children's supervised or unsupervised outdoor play because kids might do something unsafe. How many generations have had to endure the this lecture? How kids got it too good today? Since they, they found, and I'm not kidding, they found graffiti in Pompeii lamenting how kids today have no respect. It goes, it goes on and on. As Kate Julian reports for the anxious child and the crisis of modern parenting in the Atlantic, parents are now more likely to accommodate their child's fears, accompanying a nine-year-old to the toilet because he's afraid to be alone, preparing different food for a child because she won't eat what everyone else eats. Meanwhile, schools ban dodgeball and inflate grades. Yes, this is the problem with American society. Since 2005, the average GPA in affluent schools have, has risen from about 2.75 to 3.0, so sev- everyone can feel affirmed. This is what this fucker thinks five days ago is worthy of his cushy-ass column in the New York Times. It's been a disaster. The overprotective impulse doesn't shelter people from fear. It makes them unprepared to deal with fear that inevitably comes. Suicide rates are way up. Depression rates have skyrocketed, especially for girls. As Julian notes, a staggering number of doctors' visits now enter end with a prescription for anti-anxiety medication, like Xanax or Valium. Jesus Christ, where can I get mine? But there has been one sector of American society that has been relatively immune from the culture of overprotection. Medical training. It starts on the undergraduate level. While most academic departments slather students with A's, science departments insist on a mastery of materials. I mean, like, fuck you, David Brooks. Talk about another one out of touch. This is five days ago he's writing this article. I'm trying to get to the meat of the matter here. There's absolutely no self-glorification just endurance. I'm reminded of doctor. Let's talk about doctors. Uh, I'm also reminded of the max uh, of the maxim that excellence is not action; it's a habit. Tenacity is not a spontaneous flowering of good character. It's doing what you were trained to do. It manifests not in those training who spared them from hardship, but those whose training embraced hardship and stu- and taught students to deal with it. I'm hoping this moment launches a change in the way we raise and train our young at all ages. I'm hoping it exercises the tide of safetyism, which has gone overboard. And what what are you trying to say? We're all, everyone coming up is coddled? This is a generation that grew up with live shooter drills. It's an entire generation suffering from PTSD. You want to know why suicide rates are up? It's because of death by despair thanks to the inequality, the upward immobility. Are you kidding me? The kids coming up today, they don't know a day without war, without the country being in some global war of corporate aggression based on lies. Are you kidding me? Uh oh. You know, <laughs> speaking of kidding me, look who's coming over. Come on. 
Are you coming over or not? Don't just sit there. Everyone wants to see you. Come on. Yes. Hello. It's Junior. But here's a generation who raised 9-11. What have they gone through? Uh, global pandemics. Upward in, in mobility. The banking crisis. The second Repu near-Republican Great Depression. Yeah, such coddling. And the death by despair is because uh, David Brooks is saying that everyone is so coddled. That's what it is. It's not that the American people are living check to check, that they come out of that they come out of higher education as indentured servants to banks, that it's a doggy dog, every man, woman and child for himself, leaving no one behind when they say you know, we say that, but then they say that leaving ten million people without health care proposing a plan of 10 million without health care is the best we can do. No wonder. What are you talking about? I'm trying to find you guys. Where are you? Anyway, I'm just so sick of it all. So what do you think? Oh, somebody else gave me a super chat and I missed it. Where is it? Thank you, Deborah. Am I wrong here? Okay, Dave the Dragon Fruit says, my Obamacare ACA premium is 600 a month and a $6,700 a $6, deductible and $65 co-pays. Yeah, it sucks. It's the Republican health care plan. It's, it sucks. And speaking of, I was watching... Morning Joe, well, actually, it was Stephanie Rule, went over to Stephanie Rule, and she had the Obama uh, Ebola czar on, because he's out there. Instead of Joe Biden, they're trying to hide Joe Biden, because he's, he's the gaff machine. We understand that. So they, this guy, this Ebola czar, is out there all the time. And now, because we have this bullshit system that ties your insurance to work, and millions are losing their health insurance because they're losing their sovereign lords to serve. They, uh, he, Stephanie Rule asked him, what, what is your solution? Well, we think that Trump is, is wrong for not opening the exchanges. This is, this is why, okay? I, I'm so... Over it. I'm over these DLC Democrats. His answer to the fact that millions of more millions more Americans are losing health insurance is open the exchanges. So why? So you cannot afford health insurance? And even if you could afford it, you can't afford to use it? Because you have a deductible that's way out of reach? Are you kidding me? Yes. They are. They have to be kidding me. And that's what he said. That was his solution. Well, of course, Joe Biden wants to open the exchanges, but he won't be able to do that until he's president, he says. And in the meantime, oh, well, I guess we can all look at Nancy Pelosi's stocked refrigerator. 
I don't understand. How is this okay? And, of course, Stephanie Rule does not push back and say, um, do you realize that if, you're, if you lose your job, you're not going to be able to afford health care f- f- on the exchange? It's goddamn expensive, and even if you can't afford the shittiest plan, you have to pay so much out of pocket that you can't afford it. You're still paying out of pocket. How does it make any sense? The American people can't handle a $400 emergency, so the plan for health care is go on the exchange to buy something you can't afford and never afford to use? It's honestly, where are the pitchforks and torches? Really, where are they? They're not going to respect us enough. Really, thank you, Haiku and Paradu, for your super chats. You're a great American, Paradu says. Sometimes I don't feel like a great American, (laughs) especially when I'm getting shit from DLCers or friends of the show who say, you're helping. You're helping Trump. Am I? I'm not helping Trump. Nancy Pelosi's helping Trump. Joe Biden is helping Trump. They helped him get into office. He's the problem. I mean, they, it's not he's the problem. What am I saying? Somebody just t- texted me. He's not the... He is the symptom. He's not the root cause of the problem. It's like as if you spend your whole life drinking and doing drugs and smoking and all of a sudden you wake up with cancer and you're like, oh, I don't know how this happened. How could this happen? I mean, I can understand sometimes people get cancer when they're, they live a healthy lifestyle and or lung cancer and never smoke a cigarette and then you hear the odd ball out. Oh, my God. You know, they get lung cancer. But then others, you know, like my uh, my grandma who smoked like Ann Rand and got emphysema. It's not like you wake up and like, you got emphysema? How shocking. He's the symptom of this fucked up lifestyle. This didn't happen overnight. We, If we had a functioning society, we would not have a Twitler. Unbelievable. I guess it's going to go on until the election. I I tell people to vote for Joe Biden. I do. But I'm not going to I'm not going to not say the problems. How do you, how else are we going to move him where he needs to go before it's too late? I didn't tell Nancy Pelosi to go and do that stupid segment on James Corden's show. She should have known better. Jesus Christ. And then somebody today, people are so annoying. Why do I even bother? Why do I bother with people? God damn it. 
somebody, oh, this fucking lady, on Twitter, the, this, this woman, M- Micheline, tweeted that Joe Biden raised $46 million in March, his campaign announced on Monday, noting his best fundraising month of the campaign, besting President Donald Trump as he took control of the Democratic primary. Good, I said. That's great to hear. But big money isn't a limited well, so too bad Joe Biden doesn't think he needs a motivated base. So, of course, she got snarky. Most of Biden's money was raised online, so it seems his base is plenty motivated. Okay. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm living, you know, maybe I'm out of touch. I don't see a motivated base. And then I said, uh, you know, send, would love to see the motivation. Send the link. It's here on my Twitter feed, and I'm not scrolling that for you. She writes, like, so, so motivated, this base. See how motivated they are? They're so motivated, they won't even s- fucking scroll. Wait, it, this is too much for them to go like this. Wee. See? Oh, ow. My finger. Ow. Oops. This is, that's the American people for you. Oh. Wow. Oh, I'm exhausted. That's the American people. I'm not scrolling that for you. Fuck you then. So here's another. Biden's campaign said that 70% of his money came through online contributions. The average donation was 40 bucks, which that's fine. Whatever. That means that it doesn't, the average means that you can get a small donation of a penny and that will stretch out your average. Sort of like when Pete Buttigieg had the contest for the lowest donation. Because he didn't like the way it looked that he was taking all this money from billionaires and we we all knew about it. But it's not it's not that. I'm glad. Good. He raised money. Good. I hope it's for from individual donations. I'm not going to give him money. I'm going to support progressive causes. Let him go to his billionaire friends. I don't know. I can't. I'm going to I'll give money for Medicare for all. Give it to uh, comp, uh organizations fighting for that kind of stuff to push him where he needs to go. But this woman who tweeted at me I'm not scrolling for you. I I felt like, fuck you. Yeah, oh, I guess I could have Googled. But when you're making assertions or assertions on the Internet, send the goddamn link. I'd like to show your work. You know what I mean? But I'm not scrolling for you because I wouldn't. uh, That's too much work for the motivated base. If I was trying to back something up that Bernie said, you wouldn't have to ask me twice. I'm not scrolling for you. That's too much energy. 
and, you know, this is America, and we wouldn't fucking pull a fucking hair for each other. It would be too much, ow, too much pain, oh, for the motivated base. So motivated. Look, oh, oh, uh, I can't. I'm so motivated. Fucking, oh, God help us. So, if that's the case, he raised all this money, good, in spite of himself. Let's hope. Let's hope he doesn't fizzle out. Let's hope he doesn't have, he doesn't sundown. Or talk about kids jumping on his lap. Let's hope that Twitler is such an, uh, uh, is so abhorrent to the American people that they get the hell out and they vote. That they're done. That they're sick of being the the narcissistic supply for a, a dictator envying con man. But let's hope. Anyway. Oh, I can't handle it. I get it from all sides. Thank you. <laughs> L's 214. Tara, thanks for keeping me sane. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm not being, I'm not sane. Are you, am I keeping you sane? I'm glad. Maybe it'll, it'll boomerang on back. Because I, I walk around with a perpetual knot in my stomach about this shit. Like, for instance, after we read this horrible story about Leilani dying of COVID-19 and the her employer sending 20 effing dollars and 64 cents to her grieving mother who's on GoFundMe begging for donations to cover the medical bills that Leilani racked up trying not to die in this wonderful great economy country that we have where everyone is so happy and uh nobody cares they're out there working their three uniquely american low-paying jobs in the middle of a pandemic because you're all gonna die anyway i don't know if you saw david geffen who he deleted an instagram you know this is because they're out of touch he he posted a picture of himself on his $590 million super yacht self-quarantining himself. Right, well, that's a re- repetitive, but why? It's not enough just to say you're disgusting, out-of-touch plutocrat how much more are we going to take it? It's not that he has this much. Fine, we, we can have rich people. But there is no reason that the, the income di- disparity should be this wide. They will still be rich if the American people can live a decent middle class life. Having a piece of the pie that their labor makes possible. David Geffen doesn't make the world go round. That's for goddamn sure. He made his account private. 
Well, then, I mean, tell Nancy Pelosi about it. She needs help. She needs somebody on her media team, really. Oh, God. And here's another thing. The Democrats cave. Senate interim funding bill for coronavirus relief spurns progressive policies. What else is new? This is from Common Dreams. Progressives exploded in frustration Tuesday as the Senate prepared to pass an interim funding bill for coronavirus relief that once again included no funding for the post office, food banks, or election security, and provided no bailout oversight and no funding for states and cities, leading critics to wonder why Democratic lawmakers refused to use leverage and hold up the bill as they were doing. Why did they cave again? What the fuck? This isn't good, <clears throat> tweeted the nation's national affair correspondent Jeet here. It's imperative to get money out the door fast, but these are one-sided agreements. So things not expected, so Jeffrey Stein tweeted, things not expected in the bill likely to be voted on by the Senate are hazard pay. This is not in the bill. For for the frontline workers, money for states and cities, election security, oversight, food stamps, rent freeze, and stimulus checks. More stimulus checks for the American people. You know, the people who are now saying, I got to get back to work, otherwise I'm going to lose my house. Or I don't have a roof over my head. Or I can't eat in the great economy. According to Politico, a deal on the legislation was reached Tuesday afternoon after negotiations between Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and the White House yielded a bill that all parties were happy with. And so-called President Donald Trump has indicated he will sign the legislation and he will take a victory lap in front of the press that they will lap up like the dogs that they are and he will lie and lie and lie and lie and lie about how great it is for the American people, neglecting to say that the American people, that all of the Republican priorities, like attacking the post office, like uh, kicking the knees out of the, from under the working class, all of that was in there. They want you nice and malleable, guys. That's what it's about. They need the working class nice and beaten. It's up to us to say, how much longer are we going to take it? As Politico reported, aides in both parties said that they were still finalizing the legislation throughout the day and making sure it could pass unanimously. Schumer said staffers were working out the specifics of the massive, massive $484 billion package, which will mark Congress's fourth major infusion of coronavirus aid. The bill does include $321 billion for small businesses, if you can get it, $75 billion for hospitals, and $25 billion for testing. But 
to but to center on budget and policy priorities, President Robin Greenspan, Greenspan, that's not enough. While promoting, uh, sorry, while providing needed support to small businesses and hospitals, the new COVID-19 package announced today falls short, even as an interim measure, failing to deliver crucial state and local fiscal relief and food assistance. Greenspan, Greenstein said in a statement. Critics of the bill pointed out that House Democrats could have moved to pass their own bill addressing issues important to progressives. Mother Jones reporter Ari Bellman noted that the bill, which contains no election funding, flies in the face of assurances by Senator Elizabeth Warren that it would. Senator Warren told me, this is from Ari Bellman, that the next recovery bill needed to include $4 billion in election funding to states to avoid another Wisconsin. This one has nothing. I know, they suck. Yep, Michael Grunwald tweets, Democrats cave, nothing for states, nothing for election protections, or for the post office. No oversight. You understand what that means? That's presidential oversight. That means that Trump is the final say. He can hand out money without oversight to his, to his obsequious pals and punish the states or anyone who's not uh, as much of a lickspittle as the rest of the Republican Party. In the context of mix, missed opportunities, journalist Jack Merkiston questioned... How do you say that way? Mercus Merkinson questioned whether Democrats were, in fact, caving on the legislation. Democrats control the House and could have passed their own bill and negotiated from there. So this doesn't seem like a cave as much as it is a choice. <laughs> okay. Let's not talk about it, though. Let's just pretend that they're doing everything we need them to do as we get wider and wider between the rich and poor as we have less and less power. Maybe we can, I don't know, work for uniquely American no-paying jobs to not retire, to have no job security, to, have, uh, to not live check to check. How much longer? Really? And we're, we're just supposed to say, oh, that's okay. No worries. Nancy goes home to eat her $13 pint ice cream in front of her two $25,000 refrigerators. She's fine. Sickening. And no, nothing. They're not going to say anything about this on the corporate media. They'll say they passed a funding. They came to an agreement, bipartisan deal. And they'll leave it at that. They'll go back to talking about Twitler and his moods. And Claire McCaskill will go on and say, I miss you, Nicole. Oh, Claire, me too. Don't you miss everything the way it was? We can't wait to get back to normal. You know, like when we had it all and they had nothing. Well, that's just the way it is. It's still that way. Well, that's the way God, Jesus, wants it, clearly. And if he didn't want it any other way, why would he have this democratic republic 
that looks more like a plutocracy where we have less upward mobility than they do in a goddamn country with a queen. But that's okay. Joe Biden can give me his shit-ass eaten grin when somebody asks him, are you going to support Medicare for all? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Honestly, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? Really? Uh, speaking of, I don't know, maybe now that I'm in a bad mood. Listen to this. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says there are more important things than living. Maybe he's got a point. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry that I'm vindicated. I wish it hadn't happened, Tucker, but I'm a small business guy and I've been around the block long enough to see what was going to happen when you, you start. You know how shutting... it is with these Republicans. Small business guy. You're the end all and be all. You're the top of the food chain, a business guy. If you're not an entrepreneur or a business guy, you don't mean shit. You're nothing. You're just a, you're the grist for the mill, the cog to be beaten and ground up, like Anne Rand says. On society and people start losing their paychecks and businesses can't open and governments aren't getting revenues and. People aren't. People are missing their paychecks and government can't open or businesses can't open. Well, we're in the middle of a crisis, you dumb fuck. It's not like in the middle of World War II, they were like, well, you know, uh, I'd love to have these invasions, but you know, uh, we got to get these guys back to work. Fuck it. Just let fascism... Well, they w if they had their way, that would be... They'd be all about that. That's the way the conservatives are. They love Hitler. They did business with Hitler against the laws of the United States. Grandpappy Bush did business with Adolf Hitler and was fined with the trade by the trading un, under the Trading with the Enemies Act. They don't have enemies, conservatives. They don't care. They'll get in bed with any disgusting dictator. Or murderer. It doesn't matter. That's who they are. And we're the stupid country that elects the their heirs. Elects a family like that. Puts a family like that in power. How scummy. Well, I mean, it's all about... It's all, it's all rigged, really. The whole thing. From... Oh, I sound like Trump now. That's how they... The de the DLC Democrats say, oh, it's the the Berniecrats and the Trumps. The, the Trump people are the same. Well, because Trump exploits the, the fact that the system is broken. Pointing out that the system is broken doesn't mean that you're Trump. It, it means that the DLC Democrats better get a goddamn clue. They're not pointing out that the system is broken because they're benefiting from it. They like getting their subsidies and their, their speaking engagements and their MSNBC soapboxes. Oh, the system. If the system's not broken, why? Why is it that 
Americans cannot retire. I got to ask them. Why is it that Leilani's mother is on GoFundMe right now? Trying to pay off bills for her dead daughter. What the? F anyway. On and on and on and on. So I'm sorry to say that um, I was right on this. And, and I'm thankful we that right we are on? now... Tucker finally beginning to open up Texas and other states oh, because right. it's been long overdue. No. You know, they told us, Tucker. No, dummy. It's been long overdue. These people, they're such children. It's been long overdue. Honey, uh, it takes what it takes. That's why I hate them. I don't know, really. I can't. I just, I, ha I can't handle it. To follow the science. Well, what science? What science? I mean, yeah. At the end of January, Dr. <laughs> Fauci, who I have great respect for, said this oh, wasn't sure a big issue. Three weeks later, we were going to lose two million people. Another few weeks later, it was one to 200,000. Do you see how disingenuous this fucking son of a bitch is? Listen to the way he frames it. The, he, we were going to lose two million people. That was the worst case projections from Twitler. And then he says... Well, now we're only losing this amount, and now we only... Because we sheltered in place to stop the goddamn spread of the goddamn coronavirus, you filthy fascist pig. No offense to pigs. There's two million people. Another few weeks... Do you hear the way that they lie? I gotta get out of this country. Somebody. Really. I, please. Is there anybody in Ireland listening to this show and wants to get me the hell out of here. Like, hey, refugee, can I stay on your couch? And my cats, my two cats. I got to get out of here. I have to. I cannot handle it. The stupidity on all, all coming at me at all sides. Four said this wasn't a big issue. Three weeks later, we were going to lose two million people. Another few weeks later, it was one to two hundred thousand. Now it's under sixty thousand. Because we're sheltering in place. He's citing the worst case projections from Twitter himself, from their report, the federal government's report, and now, oh no, we're uh, only losing this many. I can't handle it. This is a grown man. A grown-ass Republican who's a governor of a state. One of the states of this goddamn fake union. In this dying empire, so-called democracy, democratic republic full of shit. Who I have great respect for said this wasn't a big issue. Three weeks later... And, and look at Tucker Carlson's, his quizzical face, his stupid-looking thousand-mile stare. Always confused to be uh, a straight white male, isn't it, Tucker? You just don't get it. So confusing, wondering, or straight acting, who the hell knows. The heir of the Swanson fortune. It's so confusing. Yeah, I'm confused. I'm, I'm not sure why... His audience doesn't all look like that when they're watching him pretending to be a working-class hero, the heir to the Swanson fortune. As he has this fucking 
asshole governor, a governor of a state in this, who governs a giant state that has millions of people spreading bullshit. Honestly, he needs to get the coronavirus. How many people is it going to be? How many is it going to take to satisfy these gross ghouls? They, they're, they're like children who never grow up. They're too greedy to grow up. It's unbelievable. Oh, first they said it was this, and then they said that, and now they're saying this. Because things change, dummy. We're staying, we, we followed the guidelines, so we didn't have to get two millions of people with the goddamn coronavirus. And now it's this, and now, so it's time. We got to go. I'm, I want to, oh, well, it's not it. We didn't even get to the best part. We're going to lose 2 million people. Another few weeks later, it was one to 200,000. Now it's under 60,000. And we've had the wrong numbers. That's not enough for you, you blood-soaked piece of shit? That's not enough, 60,000 people? More Americans? How many 9-11s do you need? You filthy, disgusting ghost of, a, of the worst parts in American and world history? The wrong science. And I don't blame what them. science? What are you talking about? And we've had the wrong numbers. The wrong no, we haven't. We've had adjusted numbers as we follow the the science and we follow the healthcare professionals saying this is what you need to do. Just we need to socially distance. You need to shelter in place. You need to not give the virus an avenue to transmit amongst the people. It's good. and if you don't, you're going to overwhelm your healthcare system as it is already overwhelmed. It's not even done. We, we're not even to the point where Twitter said it would have to be two weeks of declining uh, new cases to even begin to open. And this fucking lying scumbag and his filthy, ghoulish party of greed-centered ghosts of the Gilded Age are determined to kill more Americans, to make us look like the laughing stocks of the world that we actually are, that we deserve. The world deserves to stare at us and shake their head with their mouths open and shame. Shame on us, on this, this system, the system, uh, on the people that allowed it to continue. And didn't stand up. When you say resist, DLC Democrats, it's not just that the Democrats can walk on water and do everything right. Clearly they don't. But when we're talking about resisting, what are we resisting? We're certainly resisting these filthy fascists, but I thought we were resisting the death of the American experiment. Not just uh, the people who had an R after their name. Because that doesn't matter. We didn't get here overnight, and we're not going get, to get out of this goddamn hole that the both parties dug for us if we turn a blind eye to, uh, to the actual problems. But anyway, let's listen to this genius continue over here. Science. And I don't blame them. But let's face reality of where we are. In Texas, we have 29 million people. We've lost 495 at every life 
is valuable. He has to say that. He doesn't believe that. Every life is valuable? No, it's not. This is the same one that says, fuck them, let them die. What, what do you do when a, someone comes to the hospital and they have no insurance? Let them die, Republicans yell. Let them die. Every life is precious, except, no, it's not to them. They don't give a shit. They want you to die. As I said, this is their answer to Social Security and Medicare. They don't want to expand Social Security benefits. The more sick, old, and poor people are made dead, the better. That's a Republican, that's a uh, dream come true for them. Look at Tucker Carlson. I can't say the word Carlson. I don't know why. He hasn't moved. Would somebody, really, he needs, this guy, Tucker Carlson, when the lights go out, man, when the revolution finally comes, when we finally build that national razor, I know who should be first in line. The heir to the Swanson fortune. The working class hero, Tucker Carlson. Who's always so, he's always so confused about everything that's unfolding. I'm, I'm confused, though. I'm really confused about why, uh, the, why anybody watches Tucker Carlson. They find him intriguing? I don't understand. You don't see Tucker Carlson going up there saying, please become a patron or thanks for your super chat. This fucker has a large platform, this Swanson fortune bitch. A large platform to spread his lies and to look very uh, confused when anybody challenges his white privilege. Oh, what's that? What's that? White privilege? What is that? Well, you're looking at it. That's Tucker Carlson, the poster child. And he's everything that this country was founded as the antidote to. That's why he has to, the, and all of the right-wingers and, their, and corporate, corporate media in general, they have to own the mechanisms of communication to keep people stupid. If this was 1776, it would be propaganda channels telling us how our natural lord is the king. Don't question it. Don't rise up against the king. This is your place. Your reward will come in heaven. Anybody who challenges that, then they would have a Tucker Carlson looking confused. You know it. Well, here it continues. 500 people out of 29 million and we're locked down and we're crushing the, the average worker we're crushing small see business. there you go again there they go these right wingers talking about how we're crushing the average worker but sending them out to die in the midst of a pandemic that's not crushing it it's uh not even let's pretend we care about the worker who's living check to check they have no problem with the fact that there's workers living check to check when that is a failure of leadership. That's a failure of government. And they don't even mention it. And none of these corporate media mouthpieces will ever mention it. 
the workers are, are out there went living check to check. Well, I thought this was such a fucking great economy. Billion, and we're locked down, and we're crushing the, the average worker. We're crushing small business. We're crushing... Well, why don't you give them some money then? So they can stay home and stay safe and not die for your unholy, crap-ass, bullshit, trickle-down economy that doesn't work for anybody except you and your ilk and your disgusting, bloated, tick, parasite ilk. The markets. We're crushing this country. And what I, I would like to crush something. I'd like to crush goddamn your... I don't want to say... I would like to crush the inequality, the upward immobility. I would like to crush this... I would like to crush his... Uh, I'd like to sh shut his mouth. Let's put it that way. Said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living, and that's <laughs> that's the meat of the matter. There, there's more important things than living. Well, you first. Show us. No, it's is more important things than you living. Than working people living, how they they need to die. Governor Patrick, Tucker Carlson, don't worry, it's not them they're talking about. There are more important things from than living. No, no, it's you. It's the poor people. It's the Leilani's of the world. They need to die. Let them take one for the team. I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country for my children and my grandchildren. And Saving this country for my children and my grandchildren by killing them. By killing them. Killing, why don't you, you first, cowards. Take your own advice. There's more important things than living. There's more important things than Republicans living, that's for sure. Show us, you first. There's more. This is the party of life. Telling us that we got to die for Twitler's fake-ass bullshit, kiss-up, kick-down, oligarchy, entrenched, fake, wonderful economy. Such a great economy we got here, except when you're not in the 1%. I don't know. I, I, I see this clip, and it makes me want to commit crimes. No, it's not crimes. I, it makes me want justice, real justice. I can get it. I get why the French finally rose up. They had enough. Why they went mad tearing down the entire society that had so exploited and abused them while they lived in the lap of luxury. That's what we got here. I don't know what it's going to take, though. The bread and circuses are working for the American people. Some people got theirs, and they, they on the corporate media, they're on there telling us, oh, we're all in this together. 
except we're not. And they couldn't even care while they're talking about Twitler's mood. Fucking ridiculous. In this country, for all of us, and I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But, man, we got we to gotta take some risk man. and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. Wow. Sickening. These are the Republicans. The sick ass. They're so disgusting. And... Sorry, Junior. Ugh. I know. Are you being good? Yes. I'm just checking it. They are... No wonder this country is so twisted. The people of this country. I'm asking you, all of you, I'm asking the working class to wake the F up and understand that we are in this together. It's not about... Uh, um. You're a capitalist, that you are, are, you work. You can work all your days, all your hours away. You will never, you'll never be safe in a, in a system where you can't miss a paycheck and you're at a food bank. The government, we the people, we create the rules of the game. And the way the rules are set up now is that they are stacked against us. And not only that, they have their propaganda channels on 24-7 convincing you that your problems are because of somebody else who's a little lower on the ladder. And the sooner you wake up and realize that it's not that, that it is about the, uh, it's about the rich against the poor and everybody else in between, then we won't have a functioning democracy until you realize that, that we are in this together. And that means leaving no one behind. And leaving no one behind means universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, sick leave, guaranteed, retirement security, a decent middle-class life. It doesn't mean that the rich can ride away with the bank. And we're going to give them a lift on our backs. Enough. Unreal. All right. I think I pissed off enough people tonight. Oh, God. I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. And I want to... Yeah, I guess, you know, if Twitler wins, I'll be very depressed. I don't know. And if if uh Joe Biden wins, we're we have our work cut out for us. On both fronts. It's not going to be pretty either way. Waking up these these effing Democrats, it all depends. Let's see who Joe Biden picks as a VP. If he does the Tim Kaine bullshit on us, we know. My thing is, though, they don't respect, they don't respect the FDR wing of the Democratic Party, the real Democrats. Although, trust me, in 40 years, that's going to be the Democratic Party, the youth coming up.
But in the meantime, you know, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll the youth will coming up will be able to turn it around. Not if they they entrench fascism. I don't know. Sometimes it seems insurmountable. You know what I mean? It really does. And because it's coming from both sides, it really, I, it's not just the Republicans. I get shit from them. And then I get shit from the DLC Democrats. Oh, don't say anything. What are you going to do? It's offensive. We would be saying it if it was coming from right-wingers. What's the difference? We have to have an institutional memory. Otherwise, look at where we are. We're here in a country that can't survive with uh, where the working people can't miss one paycheck. And I'm, I'm offended that Americans are dying without health care and we have a presidential candidate who, in spite of the 70, over 70% of the American people on both sides who want Medicare for all, this motherfucker is still protecting the for-profit health insurance racket with this bullshit, oh, you can, uh, we want to fix the exchanges by proposing what? A system where you still can't afford it? You still have to buy into some kind of for-profit insurance racket that just fucking went to Leilani's family and said, pay up for your dead daughter? Disgusting. And he's smiling ear to ear about it. It makes me sick. I'm sorry. Unreal. It's true. Dave the Dragon Fruit says, I'm a 62-year-old man. I consider it a privilege to be alive during the fall of a major empire. Not many people get to watch an empire crumble. It's true. I feel like Cicero, in a way, who wrote about the death of the Roman Republic and watching it, watching it fall. And then, of course, he was murdered when it was really... Uh, over well, it was he was on a prescription list, and who will put me? I guess I might be on some Democratic Party prescription lists. Anyway, we got some problems. Yes, I can do the show from Dublin. I need to, I don't know. The problem is, my whole family. Well, I have family over there, but I don't really know them that well. I know them, but. I have all my family here. And I guess if I met someone and fell in love, ugh, if that ever happens again, maybe I would I would do it. Because whatever. Uh, or, yeah, I mean, I can get my, I keep saying I have to do it. I have to do it. Get my Irish citizenship. And just get the F out. But then would I really want to do the show? Or would I just want to sit on a on a cliff? I think I would be less pissed off, probably. I might be happy. I'd be walking around on the nice green rolling hills. 
just happy and looking looking across the sea going, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And I really could kick my both my grandparents in the ass for saying, Hey, let's go to let's go to New York. Let's go to let's go to America. Well, they didn't say it like that, but I have this accent now. I could have had a cooler accent instead of this. And I could have had health care. Instead of Obamacare or whatever, not even. I, yes, I appreciate the fact that that thanks to Obamacare, the f- disgusting for-profit health insurance racket cannot deny people care. Yet, they're working on it. That's how gross they are. And that's why I'm so sick of it. And the Democrats, and if you go to a town hall, even a virtual town hall, and you get a chance to get in front of one of these representatives, especially if it's a DLCer, like a Klobuchar or a Biden or a whatever, Pelosi, you say to them, how dare you? Or maybe you make it nicer. You say, why? How do you think this country is so divided? And, and, and why, why do you think this country is so divided when you are proposing policies that leave millions out and, and then in one breath and then lament the divided country in another breath? And the only way you don't divide the country is if you leave no one behind. And don't you understand that that's why FDR created Social Security to belong to everyone? And can you take a clue from effing history for once? Take a clue from the winning Democratic Party for once instead of the loser Democratic Party that lost to the most disgusting con man in American history, in world history, the most vile, epic, dictator-envying, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, sexual predator to ever sully the Oval Office. How could you lose to such a parasite and continue to propose policies that made him possible? Can you ask that for me? Please, I want to know. That's what we. Sh- that's what we need to do. Get in front of these DLC Democrats, and if you don't have a representative who is a progressive, you fight to get a progressive representative in there. I'm happy. I have AOC. She's my representative. Good for her, and they and we know she's effective because they're coming for her. That's how you know. And that's why whenever I get a email from a right-winger who calls me the C-word or whatever, I say, good. That means I'm doing it correctly. You know what I mean? Yes, I know. I could be over in Ireland laughing at you. Everyone is telling me to go to Ireland on the chat. <laughs> You're making me sad. Get it, get dual. Yeah, I want to. I want to get dual citizenship. I can. I will. I have my grandparents' deaths. I have to get their death certificates. I got their birth certificates. I told you. I I sent off 
to, to Ireland to get, I, you know, online, I did it online, to get birth certificates from people who were born in, like, 1916. And two weeks later, two weeks, I get my grandparents' birth certificates in the mail. Two effing weeks. Okay? I was like, holy shit. That's a freaking effective bureaucracy they got there. And I had to get my father's birth certificate. It took months. Months. I'm not kidding. I had to write. I was a new, he was born in Newark. No, he was, yeah. And then I had to write to the Newark. They didn't even have an online form. I had to write them a letter. Ridiculous. Yes, two weeks. That's what, I was impressed. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then I said to my friend who's from Ireland, who's living here now, because he's marrying an, an American, he's like, this place sucks. And uh, I said, I told him that. And he said, well, you know, it's true. The Irish bureaucracy is pretty good. They're really good about, they're very responsive. And also, he said that for the first time, he, he was sick. He was feeling sick. This was months and months ago. And he said for the first time in his life, he didn't go to the doctor when he was sick because of money. Money. Thank you, America. That's, how, that's what we got. He said if he was in Ireland, he would just go. He said one time he was there. You know, he was living there. That's where he lived. He had a pain in his jaw. He'd go right to the doctor. Boom. What's up with this pain in my jaw? You know, you don't think twice about it. That's why Americans needlessly die. They don't go to the doctor. He said he couldn't believe it for the first time. And he noticed it because he was so used to being able to go to the doctor. When he's sick, it was like nothing. Like, oh, okay, I don't feel good. I'm going to the doctor. That's the way a civilized country behaves and treats each other with value. You have value. We treat each other like nothing but expendable commodities here where you are disposable. And because of that, that's why we have so many coronavirus deaths. That's why they're sending you back out there to work. You understand? They have, you have no value. They, you are nothing. And of course, and the, re the reason I ask the DLC Democrats to stop proposing divisive policies like Medicare for some and higher education for some is because it continues this chain, this abusive chain of oppression that we inflict on each other where some people just, are ha just have more value than others. And the only way we can move forward is by leaving no one behind and showing, and, and showing, don't just, you don't just tell me, show me. I have value. Okay, then treat us like we have value. Is our life valuable? Don't just say it. Every life is valuable. Oh, we are, we are, we, we mourn every death, every loss. Fuck you. You mourn. My ass mourns. Bullshit. You mourn 
when you don't get your big boop coo bucks on our backs. You didn't mourn Leilani's death. You're like, oh, here's your 20 bucks, bitch. Pay up. I'm sick of it. <sighs> All right. Where's my people? All right, I'm going to go. I got to get out of here. This is bullshit. It's almost 11 o'clock. Let me see who's on the chat. I chat. I scared others away. Ed the first, he was here. I don't know if he's still here. He's probably gone. He probably slammed the door on his way out. Hello, Terry. Thank you. And Greg and Paradu and Haiku and Jim and Els and Darth and Terry and Shannon and Dave the Dragonfruit. Terry Taylor. Hmm. Who else is on this chat? Did I miss anybody? <clears throat> There's some more people here, but not everybody's chatting. Ed the First. He says, he probably is gone. He says, if Dems could be united and on message as repubs, we would be unstoppable. Eric, well, what's the message? Healthcare for some? We don't have a message. Higher education for some? Subsidies for some? I don't know. Get a message. Unstoppable. We 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 keep giving them um, power. Unstoppable. Democrats need to fight. Anyway, I don't want to get into it because it's almost time. I gotta get unconscious. I I I gotta get unconscious. Unconsciousness is nice. I get to fly. I can I can swim, I can fly, I can go to <laughs> I can go to the mountains, I can go to the deserts. Yes. Tara Jr. Jr. is pushing the microphone away from me. So all right guys, I wanna thank you. Thank you for your super chat. That will actually keep the show going. Please become a patron if you can at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And Jim. Did I say everybody's name? Who's on there? And yes, here's Tara Jr. Jr. Ah. Listen to how good he is. Let's see if we can purr. Can you hear that? He's just a purr machine. <laughs> How you doing? Good? All right. He's a baby. He's only a baby boy. All right, guys. We will be back 
soon, not tomorrow, but I want to thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for your super chats and for, you know, hanging in. I can't help it. I'm trying. All right, get down. Oh, my God. Onus, how do you pronounce that? See, oh, boy. Thank you for your super chat. How do you pronounce your name? I'm sorry. Let me see. Onsent Gilzy. That's a cool name. Very nice. Good show for a very cool name. Gilzine. Onsent Gilzine. Wow. That's a very unique and awesome name. I'd like to know the hi history of that name. It says a lot about someone and your parents and your history. Thank you very much for your generous super chat right under the bell. I hope you can keep coming back and, and enjoy the show. Hang out with us. Hang out with our growing community. The show is getting more views and it's getting more people coming around and listening and I can tell because I'm getting more I'm getting good feedback also some negative but you know it's par for the course negative not negative like stop saying Biden this and also you know shit like that you're helping Republicans I get that and I, I do think I think about it, but I don't know. I'll have to think about it some more, and we'll talk about it again. If they would only make, if they would stop making it so easy for me to talk about it, you know what I mean? I might not talk about it, right? All right, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I got to get unconscious. You guys are great. Yes, we don't have to like Biden. I told you I'm going to vote for him. I tell you to vote for him. You guys say you're going to vote for him. But he needs he needs to stop with his bullshit. He needs to stop with his, I'm going to veto Medicare for all. You know what I mean? And he needs to actually be the progressive he claims He's going to be the most progressive candidate in American history. This is what he said. Well, what the hell does that mean when you're saying you're going to veto Medicare for all when over 70% of the American people are saying they want Medicare for all? And the thing that makes me really wary, or not wary, or it concerns me, watch. You watch. You saw that ad that we played with Nancy Pelosi, these, these filthy Republicans pretending to care about working people who are living check to check. They don't give a shit. They made those people, or they helped make them, and they will continue to make them. They want to make more of them. But I would not be surprised if Twitler comes out and says he is for universal health care, Medicare for all, or something like it. You bet you watch. He will. He was. That's what he was saying during the campaign, the first campaign. He was saying... Everybody should get health care. It's going to be great. It's uh, it's going to be uh, everyone. What did he say? I don't know if he said it was free or 
it was going to be beautiful. Everyone would be covered. It would be the simplest thing in the world. This is what he was saying. And he ran on a left-wing platform. He went to the left of Hillary. You watch. If he sees his poll numbers and he sees things like Joe Biden did, let's say, get more um, donations this month and he's up in the polls, and he will come at him by saying, one of the things he'll say is, not only does he have him on NAFTA, but he'll get him with Medicare for all. He'll say, I, I am for everyone having health care. You'll see. You'll see. Not that. You know, it's for real. We know he's full of shit. So, yeah. (sighs) All right. Unconsciousness, here I come. Yes, guys, you guys are great. Thank you for hanging out. We will meet again. Yes, we will. And that meeting will be uh, probably, I'm going to see on Thursday. We'll see how it goes. Don't get so used to having Thursdays and Tuesdays. They might switch up now and then. Our goal is to get enough patrons to finally do the show every single day. We have we have a long way to go. We have a, we have to get about a thousand more patrons. In the meantime, thank you for your super chats. And I'm just saying we definitely have the Saturday show, but in between I try to do as many weekday shows as I can. But they're not always on the same night. I'm just, I've just recently been doing them on Tuesdays and Thursdays because of the shutdown. When things get back to sort of some normalcy, I don't know what, what those days will be. We'll have to be flexible. So I want to thank you for that. You guys are flexible, and I appreciate it. And thank you. Resist Evolve. Yes, I will be counting sheep. That's right. I will be counting sheep in a gift. In a gif. Gif? Yes. My eyes are shot. All right. You know the drill. It is true. As I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. And that means... It doesn't mean that when I say we stick together, we win. Somebody said to me, too. Let me just aside. What go back to we stick together we win. What does that mean? It me I'm not it doesn't mean that I just say everything that the Democratic Party does is great. No. We stick together. I'm st- we're sticking together with the American people. Leaving no one behind. I don't stick together with people who say I'm leaving millions of Americans behind and that's great. This is the best I'm going to do. No. Who are choosing their own political fortunes, being funded by greedy, rapacious, disgusting, useless health insurance racket, and that's your priority, to please them and, and spread their bullshit that keeps this unconscionable racket in place. No. We stick together, we win. That means us, working people. DLC people, you're welcome too. But wake up and and understand that we're in this together. It's not the only way we move forward is not with leaving people behind. So tell your DLC representatives that too. 
And that's how they'll win. Leaving no one behind is the only American value. That's the only American solution. It's the only patriotic solution. And that's how they have to frame it. And even when you frame it like that, you'll get Republicans, too. You, I guarantee it. That's what, that's what Bernie Sanders taught us. Even a socialist can get independent Republicans or uh, right-leaning independents on his uh, to vote for him by leaving no one behind. We're in this together. And we will win if we remember that, that we are, uh, that's the only way we move forward together. We're on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for all your time and hanging out and letting me, uh, talking me off the ledge. And we stick together. We win. I will see you in a couple of days.